Hi, welcome to Anime Cons TV. This is our annual predictions episode where we look at the predictions we made last year for 2018 and we'll make some for 2019. I'm Patrick Delahanty and with me as always, we've got Doug Wilder. Hey guys. Elizabeth O'Malley. Hi guys. And Shiva and Sketch. Hello. Hi. And uh, so let's look at our predictions for this past year and see how we did. Uh, Doug, you predicted that more cons would have bag checks. And uh, so how do you think that turned out? I don't have like exact numbers, but definitely it seemed like it's become more routine at conventions, if nothing else. Like I think we're seeing cons that have had them in place are getting better at doing them. So even if not more cons are doing them, the ones that have chosen to do it are getting more efficient. And they've kind of said, if this is going to be nor you know common practice now, we're going to at least make it efficient. I don't think there's fewer cons with bag checks now. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think anybody that's introduced them has stopped. And it's just the time we're living in. I think we're going to get more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth. You had said we'll see more cosplay and costuming subject conventions. Yeah, I don't. Um, I was looking at the database to see if that was to her 2018, and it seems like um, not that there's more, but it seems like I've been hearing about more of them, like Cosplay America, which was um, I heard a lot about this year, and I heard more about um, Costume College than I had before. So it seems like not necessarily that there's more of them, but they're getting their name out there more, which is good. I think, I think Instagram becoming more of the tool for cosplayers has kind of helped with that a lot because people are able to share like what they're working on and what wh what they're making things for. So I feel like I saw more people getting ready for those events than I had in the past. Yeah, and like the bag checks, they don't seem to be going down in number. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if there's a lot more, but I can think of a couple new conventions that focus on cosplay, and I don't know of any that have disappeared. So, yeah. although it's not exploded, I think we'll call this a, a win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Shiva, you had predicted the uh, court decision on Comic-Con uh, would affect many cons, that the trademark owned by San Diego Comic-Con would have a ripple effect throughout the world. Right. I mean, because they are such a well-known name, and now when you say Comic-Con, people automatically think of San Diego if they're not really into the convention scene. Um, but they did have a decision. They San Diego did win. I mean, the court case was in San Diego, so big shock there. Um, which I think that specific lawsuit only affected the Salt Lake City one, I believe, but I think a lot of other conventions kind of saw that and decided to change their name. I think a few have gone with like the Fan Fest title, um, and some other ones like New York Comic Con have gone to like legally trademark or um, what's the word for it? Not necessarily license it, license their, their name so that they can't legally come under dispute with um, San Diego Comic Con. So it definitely has had somewhat of a ripple effect. Um, because they are such a big player in the industry. Yeah, and for some that I've seen change their names, Pop 
culture seems to be a, a key phrase that they'll put in there, a pop culture convention or pop culture expo. Which is interesting. I mean, maybe it's because we go to Dragon Con and stuff. I always think of a Comic Con as like a more of a pop culture convention, but I guess that would make sense since it's become more mainstream. I don't think the public necessarily would understand that these conventions can be more than about just like Marvel and DC and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the traditional comic genre where they're really kind of about everything. Like even in San Diego, it's like they announce new TV shows and movies, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. And I know there are a lot of old-time Comic-Con attendees, uh, comic convention attendees, that will uh, get upset when something's called a Comic-Con, and it's actually everything, mm. uh, anything popular, because uh, they want it to be the pure, I want to look at comic books and nothing else. Well, so, I mean, you do the same thing about anime conventions. That's yep. true. I'd be simply on the line, like, well, for anime, we can't have you know this webcomic avatar you know? yeah it's, so you know I, I can understand that but it's just not the uh the, the ferocity of those fans i don't get <laughs> calm down yeah there's even a few cons that have specifically banned cosplay because no we're about comic books you're not supposed to have fun here <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's that's the case it's the case those were like toy toy conventions that did that and they were finding that people were going just to hang around and cosplay and it was taking away from their main event of the show of being like people buying and selling toys like they didn't even have much programming or anything like that so i think i don't think it's saying like no you can't we don't like fun it's that's not the focus of our convention and there's like 80 other events this weekend you can go to instead which you can find on pancons.com <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so, oh, anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, Rob, you had predicted that a certain TV-headed robot, Mach 2, would happen. Yeah, we had it. Like, a, a, less than a one-year-old. What were you thinking? I had hopes. <laughs> I had hopes. <laughs> Someday. If anything, if you, you don't shoot for the stars, you won't land among the clouds, you know. So, yeah, that was a big project, and it never actually got started. But I didn't make a lot of things this year even being a new father, so. But you did make some stuff, so I yeah. call that a win. Yeah, a bunch of props and uh, a, uh, a certain summoner from a certain video game that is a giant walking flower, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it didn't happen, but you know, sometimes you just gotta try and well, I think it's, try, it, it's, in it's, your, it's in your future. It's in my future, but it didn't happen this year. Yeah, my prediction's also in my future. Uh, I, I think I suffered from some of the same stuff as you being a new father. Although I wasn't a new father back then. I just thought, oh, yeah, everything will be the same. No. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Because uh, I predicted uh, that I would join the Rebel Legion. And I really mm -hmm. want to. But, man, I have not done an inch of sewing since Caden was born. And uh, I also had another prediction, though, that we would hit a thousand subscribers, and we did hit that uh, first half of the year. Yay! Although we were really close last year, because that was my prediction the year before. So I was like, okay, we're going to hit it. So yeah, we did. So that was a that doesn't really count. But yeah, join the Rebel Legion? No, I didn't. I did make a mouse droid, though. So if there was a droid legion, I could have joined that. The R2 builders, I don't, they don't have standards for mouse droids, so <laughs> I don't think that counts. 
<laughs> if you start building an astromech droid, that'll be interesting. I am in a chopper uh, builders group, so we'll see. <laughs> it's a lot of 3D printed parts. Fortunately, yeah. I have a 3D printer, which works sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like most 3D printers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, so, 2019 predictions. Uh, go back around. Uh, Doug, what's your prediction for next year? This is one I've been seeing. Like, I'm waiting for it to bubble over. And I'm going to take a stab and say it's going to happen next year. Is we're going to see the issue of uh, service animals at conventions really pop up. Because I know a lot of people have been trying to do like emotional support ones and using that as an excuse to just bring their pet with them. You've seen people that it's an emotion, you know, it's a service animal, but they're making it cosplay and things like that. And I think something's finally going to come to a head. And I think a lot of cons are going to really have to start looking at their policies and practices that they have to enforce with both the convention and, and kind of whatever venue they're working at. So I'm going to say that's going to be an issue next year. I mean, I think that's going to be an issue everywhere. You're seeing it on planes and schools and people trying to grapple with that and how to best weigh like the people who legitimately need these animals to the people who are playing the system to bring their dog in or yeah. whatever. So I think, it, yeah, it's not just conventions. I think that's going to be a big button issue next year in a lot of arenas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I know it's not just dogs for the blind or stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, uh, things that you just can't see, and they may need a service animal for that. Uh, to, I think there's uh, service animals, like if somebody's starting to uh, suffer from a stroke, they can, the dogs can detect that. That's, so you can't just tell by looking at somebody if it's a real service animal or not. So well, the, only, the only thing I do know is that you don't dress up service animals other than what they are because they have to be, they're trained. If they're a real service animal, they're trained to be a service animal. Like you, like when people want to go pet people's service animal dogs, they're like, no, don't do that. He's on the job right now. So I don't think you, you would dress them up in a costume. Well, I think that's like kind of the whole difference. Yeah. What's a service animal? It's an emotional support animal. It's yeah. different. It's really hairy. Yeah, I just literally. <laughs> so if you're a con organizer watching this, start doing your research. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth's video has gone, so. Uh... Well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll skip ahead. Maybe it'll come back. For now, we'll skip ahead to uh, Shiva. Here we go. We got it. Oh, you got it. Okay. Elizabeth, what you got? Um, so mine is I think we're going to see more conventions doing. Uh, virtual tickets, streaming of big events on Twitch, YouTube, other uh, Facebook, other platforms. I know, like Dragon Con, you can buy a virtual ticket to watch Dragon Con TV. Um, I think VidCon had a a virtual ticket. Um, Pax has been streaming for years because they've been partnered with Twitch for so long. But I think you're going to see that a lot more, where you're going to be able to stream live events and see and if you're not able to go to convention be able to see some of the stuff that's going on and i think that's really cool and i would love to see more of that yeah i got the virtual ticket for blizzcon uh because i couldn't go because baby and uh 
I, I was able to, it was great because I could watch panels live. And then if there was something else I wanted to see at the same time, I could just watch the recording of that later. And then uh, on the last day of the convention, I was busy towards the end. So I could just watch the StarCraft tournament I wanted to watch a couple days later and see the whole thing. And it was better than being there because otherwise I'd just be watching it on a screen there anyway. And now yeah. I'm at home with headphones on. And... It's almost like going to a, a sporting game versus watching it at home. Sometimes it's better to watch it than home than sit outside at you know, a football game when it's 10 degrees outside up in the nosebleed seats. Yeah. And now I don't know about the other cons. BlizzCon is the only one I've done a virtual ticket with and theirs is so well produced because i know they've shown it on direct tv as well and they've got hosts and they go from segment to segment and it's really well done and it's all video on demand too after the fact yeah i'd love to see more video on demand too i think that would be really cool even if it is behind a paywall so the con can get some money from it i think that's definitely the way to go because streaming is just so huge right now yeah I would definitely love to see, like, so especially like some companies making announcements, being able to see that instead of having to hunt for the news in segments and mm-hmm. n- know when they're posting their stuff because half the time they'll make posts on social media and w- some stuff might get buried. I'd love to be able to, if I'm not Atticon, but it's a media company I really like, being able to follow as they're announcing it would be great. Uh, Shiva, what's your prediction? Um, mine's kind of silly. So I think after like 20 plus years of waiting for the Sailor Moon Stars dub, as soon as it comes out, everybody's just going to bitch about how much they hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way after all that time it's going to live up to anybody's expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to get it because it's been hard to see, but uh, I think I still have it on VHS. It's not dubbed, but <laughs> I watched it on Hulu right now on YouTube like 15 years ago, and it was really well done. Oh, not the one a few years ago. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> terrible and made by a Mary asks, "Dear Enemy Cons, would you please put Sailor Moon season five in English, please?" She pleases. Thank you, Miss Brown. Anime fans have been asking for it for a long time. So we're pleased to present this w- the world premiere clip from the English dub of Sailor Moon Stars. Hey guys, the con's next week. We have to start practicing our skits so we'll do well. I'm too fat for my costume. No, that's not true. You'll look great. We'll all look great. And then we'll win best in show, you know? Okay, but I don't want to shower. That's disgusting. I can't believe you're actually rooming with me. That's how you attract the boys. I'll take a shower with you. I can pretend to be a boy. Yeah, me, boy, you, girl. Mm. Yeah, we can get some actual boys to come up to our room. Yay! Yay! I'm still a boy. Okay, I'll shower right now. Hey, do you guys see the panels list? There's a mecha panel, a death note panel, and lots of other panels. Are you okay, Sailor Moon? No. What's up? You look sad. The con's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, I don't even want to go to the con anymore. Pet opener? We should be talking about me. What panel are you going to? Planned Parenthood. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) 
our dub was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob, you get a prediction? I really don't. <laughs> so I'm sitting in this thing, I'm like, ah, and then everyone's getting all these good ones. I'm like, ah, come on. <laughs> we'll still be here in one more year. That's a good prediction. Anime Cons will still be here. All right. Well, now we're obligated just 11th Wait, season. Jeez. What <laughs> numbers? Uh, let's see. My prediction is that uh, Anime Matsuri in 2019 will not get a single uh, North American voice actor. Hmm. Uh, they've, they've tried booking uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn and Steve Bloom, but they canceled after they discovered all of the stuff it's happened behind the scenes at Enemy Matsuri with uh, sexual harassment and a lot of other issues that the uh, con organizers uh, been accused of and has also partially denied and partially taken responsibility for and saying he's getting, uh, he's gone to treatment and classes. Uh, but yeah, there's a strong boycott effort that goes after any uh, guests that get announced for the convention and they try to make them aware of the issues and so i've seen a lot of foreign guests uh probably because there's a language barrier they they don't tend to cancel because also free trip to the u.s but uh we've saw it last year with a lot of guests there was a steven universe guest they canceled on the convention although the convention said it was they were announced prematurely it was a whole weird thing uh, but yeah, with Steve Bloom and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn canceling, uh, and a lot of voice actors, there's there's some that have publicly said they will never go to that convention because of various issues. Uh, so yeah, I don't think they're going to get any North American voice actors. And uh, so I guess that's all our predictions for... 2019 uh if you oh we actually we had some uh, viewer predictions that we asked people to put in the comments last year so we'll go over some of those uh sparrow 779 wrote wizard world is going to end up canceling more shows and either selling off the remaining bits or drastically changing their game plan uh so yes they announced some shows and they canceled them uh they've canceled a lot of shows but no, they haven't sell, sold off the remaining bits, and they're still around. They're still doing conventions next year. Uh, Ashi, uh, Maru wrote, hoping Anime Mini will return to my area sometime next year, whether in the same format or not. And no, they did not. Their website is gone. And BL Soldier wrote, Anime Matsuri will continue its massive growth in 2018. And Nerdicon... <laughs> And Nerdicon in Columbus, Georgia, will return in November 2018. Well, Nerdicon did not return. Uh, it hasn't been held since, I think, 2016. And um, in Amy Matsuri, if you believe their attendance numbers, which don't really add up, uh, then they had growth. But a lot of photos show a lot of empty halls. So... So I don't know how to call that one. <laughs> but uh, if you have predictions for 2019, you can leave them 
in our YouTube comments down below, and uh, we'll find them a year from now, and we'll review and see how you did. And uh, thanks for watching. Uh, next week we've got the um, the best of, where we show some of our favorite clips from the podcast of last year. And then two weeks from now we're going to be doing our year in review. So. Uh, thanks for watching. See you next time. See you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye.